We're celebrating. We are celebrating. We with are. What, your favorite meal of the day? Brunch. Brunch. Yes. The, the, the most fantastic meal of the day. Okay, so this is awkward because what I'm just now realizing is that I can't put it on speakerphone. So we're going to have to right. pass the mic. We're going to have to pass the mic and you got to make sure that you like have it this way. And not this way. And not that way. Because then it won't get you. Right. So you have to talk on the phone. So you have to talk on the phone. And we have to be the ignorant little sisters and brothers in the background saying stuff. Uh-uh. No, what is you saying? Can I talk? Can I say something? Can I say something? Oh, my gosh. That's what we all got to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to have the perfect conversation and bestow, you know, actual. Like that. That's how we can do it, huh? A little bit. Like this. <laughs> we need facilitation well, rules about this. Well, we should um, somehow. We what was okay? So one person at a time, maybe. That's not how we communicate. See, well, already like you don't know how to play by the rules. Already. I'm sorry. Anyway, are you? Wait a minute. Oh, see, whoa, you whoa, put whoa, your donkey minute. on it. I was about to say. That's a blessing if there ever was so, uh, one. Uh, I mean, that's that's right right now. Now. You guys have seen my ass. Okay, so that was a blessing. it's my birthday. I was born at exactly 11.55, so that was a little, a little shout out. This will not happen every Sunday at 11.55. It will be at 4.20 on Sundays because that's it's too stressful. Eleven fifty five is too stressful. That's like my morning constitution is at eleven fifty five. I have I have no time to way more information than I'm ever used to right. giving. Well it's a podcast. So you wanna be honest. Right? Um but one thing I do like to do on my birthday is have a bit of reflection. I'm like one of those people who have to Constantly pull a thing apart like a psychopath. It's like, okay, so why did I do that? Well, 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 what in my past made me do that? What lesson is this? Because I felt like I've been here before. I thought that's what I was getting paid to do. I thought that was my employment. What? Look, yeah. keep to well, think learn. about these things. Oh um, man! Like it's my job. I analyze it to death. Nothing, just credits. <laughs> just karma credits. I mean, the pay- karma credits. Uh, this is karma credits. Yes. Having you as a friend is karma credits. Yeah. We're doing something. That, that is definitely a thing that I reflect on, um, be, like, right now, because last year was a kind of a bummer. Yeah. Last year was a bummer. Last year was kind of a bummer. And... Man, if I ain't have y'all to get through that, mm. that is mine. <laughs> Keep it to Diet. yourself, guys. Diet. Don't interrupt. Last year was a bummer. <laughs> Shahada is, you know, mimosas are your worst. Your worst enemy. It's the mimosas are your worst enemy. Take this weight. This is not a weight bearing leg. Oh my goodness. You know what it is? It's her vanity. I know. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to show this bum leg. But the 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 key key is that it's cropped here. Nobody can see your bum leg. Yes, the posture, the up. 
adjusted because the it's, I'm, I'm in a little bit of pain. The, the ottoman, girl. The ottoman and dragon. Oh, oh my goodness. shouldn't be getting the ottoman. Yeah. She needs Someone the ottoman. should get the ottoman for her before so she had a, um, she broke herself. Oh my goodness. And she's about to break something in my house because she's had too many mimosas and she's also crippled. She slipped on ice. Yeah, but the champagne doesn't help. You know what I mean? Because of the negligence of the business that she's. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's true. I just want to be clear. Oh my gosh. You know, I was in the middle of saying something profound, and then now we've got to deal with this Pisces and her drama. She got a bum, she got a bum leg, so now everybody. They need to know that you bobble headed your head. Oh, your neck is looking pretty loose. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> the death. Mm. Anyway. Oh, you throw your shade because I'm down one leg. Oh, look at this detail on this shirt. That's yes, cute. that's Woodstock. I know, but it's so cute and embroidered. Oh, yeah. Like, I peeked that and I was like, look at him. He's on I there. I love it. Like, He's real really on there. He'll crack and fade. Woodstock is here to stay, bitch. That's yes. true. Stay small, stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy going to fade for sure. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. It's true. Um, But... Okay, so we're in Pisces season. Our thing is yeah, mainly yeah. in, <laughs> mainly tuition, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to be reflective around this time of year. I've learned a whole bunch about myself just this year. Um, some, I don't know, some kind of untruths I was living. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit untruth. It's better for the experience. Um, but the year before that is kind of like when it all started to snowball. Because I had decided, like a genius, to uh, <laughs> to face two demons in one shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, you like that? That's not lit. Um, but I started kind of messing with an ex again. Uh, uh, a little bit. A Mexican. Uh, <laughs> uh, ex again. So this ex represented <laughs> like. Can we keep it nine? Political. For the lister, for the listeners, X again, X again is the term that is used uh, when you regret having brought a person that you already Let took go. out of your life in, back in. That's called X again. Speak again. And you speak say again. it fast because. You shame. don't really want to shame. Say. Yes. <laughs> Pure shame. Pure shame. Right. Oh, total shame. Listen, it's a lot of lessons you can learn in shame. Yes. 
Humility grows from shame sometimes if you're lucky. Find out what the if you got nice people. Ooh. Take the shower. So it can be this hot to wash away my scars. Not just sins, but scars. But scars. But started seeing his ex again. And <laughs> ex again. You see? Right? And um, after seven years of not having contact with my mom, um, like starting to talk to her again, starting to talk to her again in the midst of her transitioning, right? So I got maybe 18 months, like a nice, clean 18 months with my mom. And man, when they say you cannot go home again, they really mean you should not go home again. <laughs> you should not go home again. You can't go home is how the country singers have it. Ciao. I don't know. Grizzly Bear says you can't go home again because each time it's different. <laughs> each each time is different. So this time, like, in the span of my adult life, I've lived with my mother twice. Twice have been, it's been terrible situations, terrible situations. First time, um, I was manic and had been suicidal for like maybe a year. And I moved in with her, knew she was a trigger, moved in with her anyway. And what happened? A bitch got triggered. <laughs> I got triggered. Right. So, um, I don't know. It was important for me to believe that I had actually gotten over those two people. And I needed to know that it was, it was because I had genuinely gotten over it and not um, just because of the distance. Because if it was just because of the distance in my mind, I had not worked out anything that I thought I had figured out the time I was away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Right. Always. So, I st- basically started interacting with both of them at around about the same time. <laughs> uh, needless to say, two months later, the old girl lost her eyesight because of stress. <laughs> for like two to three weeks. And my eyesight eventually came back. But then I had to figure out what was the thing that was distressing. Of course, the X again was, I can't, you know what? I ain't over it. You earthed the shit out of me. You made my life real hard, real, real hard. And what it is is that I need that distance. Me and you can't be homies. I need the distance. So that's, that's, that's how I face that demon. It's like, all right, we can't be homies. We can't be friends. We can't be nothing. I'm, I'm good on that. With my mom, it was different because I started to realize that I never really saw her as a person, just as my mom. And... Because I just saw her as my mother, I put a lot of shit on her. It's like, um, you are supposed to know how to love me. You are supposed to be perfect. You are supposed to be dedicated to this title of me, of you being my mother. Um, you are forever my role model. You never get to put that cross down. 
work it out. Mm-hmm. Right? But all that time that we wasn't talking, I got to pick her apart as, as a person. Like, oh, man, me and my mom definitely share that in common. We react to the same, the, we react the same way to stuff. Um, so then I could see the human in her. And then it was just like, yo, at the height of it, she was 35 years old. <laughs> she was not no old bird. She is as old as I am standing here right now. Um, she had a life. She had interests. She had like things she wanted to do and heartbreak she was trying to work out. And I ain't never seen that before. Oh my God. Virgo heartbreak is scary. And motherhood heartbreak is really Really and painful. so is mine. That is Bruh. <laughs> My mom was a cancer. You're right. It definitely does. Um, it's brave and it's noble to want to secure that relationship, especially with your mother. You know, you don't want bad blood there because it's like you said, that is your, that's, that's the, the whole wound that shaped you. That was your first world. Um, and it's tough when you got to take that stuff with you. So, you know, big ups for trying to heal that relationship. And still yeah. healing it. I'm constantly trying to get things right with her. I mean, I can relate to it a little bit because uh, I'm still going through whatever I'm going through with my dad. And it's a razor Pisces, a male Pisces. Um. <laughs> I mean, finish that all Just by balancing the stuff that I naturally have from him, I have been through crazy relationships, and I wonder how and why. But I've had all his characteristics. All his characteristics in a relationship, I had them all. It took me a long time. Matter of fact, beginning of last year is when I realized that I said, oh, I can't do things like him. I had no idea I was doing things as far as... Uh, compromise as far as understanding and giving and being more open and so not so uh what's the word i'm looking for uh assuming that everybody knows what i'm thinking just based off my reactions and feelings because that comes from a lot of craziness but you take on little tiny characteristics like that and yeah no wonder why a lot of things i was going through didn't work out but in approaching them with it he doesn't see it like that. He still sees as if he's the 26-year-old man that he was whenever his life was at his prime. And you can't be like that. Right. <laughs> and you expect me as a 33-year-old man to still see you as a 26-year-old man. That doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's but like, right. dead. you're trying you're dead. to cope with and balance everything. Yeah. And I mean, even unturned is still a big thing for me because we still haven't settled it. So... Trying to work on it, trying to figure it out is still a big task. But I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying when you say you you're still working on it, still trying to build. Yeah, yeah. It was a when my dad died, there was no emotional debt like between me and him. So it wasn't it wasn't anything that I needed to say. 
But with my mom, it was just like, I never cut you any slack. And I, I didn't say it. What would you say to her if you could, given what you've learned? Because she's here with us right now. You know, um, she's here sipping. Yeah. <laughs> What's the simple phrase that you didn't get to say to her? I know that you loved me. And I also know that you were a human before me. And things happened to you that made me get the mom that I got. And you you did the best you could you could under the circumstances. And it's crazy because it's it's uh it's um <laughs> it's such a cliche in movies for you know when somebody's parents die, it's just like their relationship wasn't great and, and the cliche thing that they say is you did the best you could. But it that is, shit that's, is that's true, bro. Yes, it's like stereotypes and shit. Like cliches come from like the truth of it all. Like, it's right. It's just. I think like so. I feel. I feel that. And I think right now, like I'm in this interesting place with my relationship with my mom because, as you guys know, her Alzheimer's dementia has, has made her a living ancestor to me. Right. Like I don't. I can only go off of like what I remember her having said when I see her in person, she's and she's infantile, you know, there's not, she can't be accountable to anything that she did. And I definitely have, and like my communication with her in my adult life always embodied the, I know that you're a human. I understand motherhood was not your only you know, gig, um, and in that, it's okay for you to know that you can work things out. For me, there were things that my mom legitimately did wrong, and I think that I found so much power in being able to be like, you fucked up big time on some things. Like, you really... What is, what is, what's one this term that I heard these white people say recently? Oh, you really sh- crap, shat the bed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Shat the bed, screw the pooch. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm never using screw the pooch because yeah. that's yeah. too much. But yeah, like, that's true. That's true. And the ways that our parents do have the capacity to fuck up is also too much. Because the stuff that we're upset about or hurt by is not like we were adults at the time that they were enacting those things. We were children that they were supposed to care for. Right. So the the concept of being a non-protective adult is real. And like, despite what any of our parents experience, it is okay for us to say, you shat the bed on that. You were not protective. And... As a parent now, I know that that didn't have to be that way because I'm not making it that way for my kids. I'm being protective for my kids. If I can do it, you could have done it. 
I want you to be accountable to that. And and also, I still love you. Me holding right. you accountable accountable doesn't mean that I don't love and respect and appreciate your fullness. But you, you know what I think it is? Also, I think it's the time that they came from. And Absolutely. mom was like, it was a mask of perfection. And right. you, you never let right. a hair out of place. Right. My mom <clears throat> was like that. You were, you were moral. You, you, like, you were due north. Superhero. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So you, it, it was almost like you, ha- you, you had just, mental illness. You it was, it was nothing. It was, it was just nothing. And I found that out with my mom. After she passed away, with dealing with learning things that I learned about her, showing different things that they started showing on TV, and I was just like, mm. my mother was suffering from a mental illness that she never let me see. She never let me know that my mom was suffering from depression, just like I did. Mm-hmm. And it reflected in her house and how I grew up. Mm. And I sit here and I'm just like, she tried to be so perfect for me. And I always thought it was something wrong with me. But it wasn't. It was something that I inherited from her. And unfortunately, my daughter has inherited from me. And the fucked up shit is, is that my daughter now looks at me like I was a fucked up parent. And I did the best I could. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. My mom died six years after my daughter was born. So I was still learning. And I pretty much had to do it by myself. Trying to figure things out. And knowing with my personality and everything like that, I fucked up a lot. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not always the sweetest person. I have a very gruff demeanor and everything like that. And now I have no relationship with my daughter. I haven't talked to my daughter in over in a year March will be a year that I have not talked to my daughter I saw her one time in a year because she feels like I did her wrong and all I was trying to do was do the best for her all I was trying to do was get her to be a stronger person than she was being and not be lazy and stuff like that but I'm doing it in my gruff demeanor so you know I'm not being the nicest person. So, I get that. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the thing that you would say to your daughter if you, not even if, right now you've got the space, regardless of whether she sees it or hears it in this moment, what do you want to say to her? What's, what's the phrase that... She was everything I asked for and everything I wanted. And I loved her. I love her more than anything in the world. And honestly, I did the best I could. I tried. I don't know. I didn't know how to be anything different than who I am. I couldn't be as perfect as other people because that's not me. And I think that was unfair that she put that on me. But at the end of the day, I realized that I put a lot on my mom too. And I used to look at my mom like, well, why aren't you like all these other parents? But my mom was a single parent. She put me through Catholic school by herself with no help from my dad. She took me on trips. She did all this. She worked her ass off. 
But I used to go to my friend's house and I used to be like, their house was so clean. And it was so nice and so neat. And it was decorated all pretty and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, why does my house not look like that? Because my mom was a hoarder. But I didn't know it was a mental illness that she was dealing with. I just thought she was just nasty. And now that I have to deal with it as well, I have to keep myself aware that I have to be on top of myself because if my depression gets too bad or if I go into one of my slumps, my house will reflect. And I always notice when my house starts acting a little crazy, I realize, bro, is something wrong. Mm-hmm. You got to get yourself together. I'm the same way. But I'm um I get where you're coming from with your daughter. I have not I have not talked to Bra, like made real contact with Bra since the day after his eighteenth birthday. Um We were always close. And the moment he turned 18, he let me know whatever it was he had been thinking. I have no problem with that. I have locked horns with Stacy at least three times in my life. That is not a ram that you want to keep battling for real, for real. So it was only three times. (laughs) So I get it. You want to know why me and your father broke up, even though it's been a decade? I get it. (laughs) Go ahead and say it. It was so bizarre to me because the argument legitimately started out as, um, man, you don't think a thing through. You making you making your life a little stressful for no reason. That's what he said to you. That's what I said to him. And then before you knew it, I was in a DeLorean, and it was 10 years ago, and we was talking about why me and his dad broke up, and I was completely mystified. (laughs) Completely mystified. So, I don't feel like... Um, first of all, I don't feel like he owes me anything. Okay. You feel how you feel. You in your bag. You can be. I had to put my mama on pause. Um, I'm also gruff. And I was 18 when I had my first child. So that was like on the job training. Uh-huh. It's like, young boy, you're going to have to learn how to walk, okay? Because <laughs> this crawling thing is slowing us up. <laughs> and I got to chase this dollar. Right, so, right, right, right. 21? Mm-hmm. How the fuck old was I? <laughs> 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 back in his DeLorean life. Yes, back in his DeLorean. Oh, right. <laughs> so. I was 19 when I had a license. Yeah. That's funny as Right, so it's like on the job training. It's like, young, young boy, come on, let's let's make this happen. You gotta learn how to read. Mm-hmm. 
like now, okay? Start getting observant. How many people on this train got a red shirt on? Because that might be the person to, to snatch you. Let's keep, let's keep it on, on, on trend, right? It's, that's a lot of pressure for a little kid. It's like you got to learn this right now because I don't know. And I was aware that I had problems with mental illness very young. Because the first time I um, attempted suicide, I was like 12. So, you know, I had already been diagnosed with manic depression and I had to go to therapy and all this other stuff. And they told my mom that, um, you know, she, she should probably be on medication. She was like, no, she's all right. She's being dramatic. <laughs> like, that was my mom's line the whole time I was a teenager. She's, she's fine. She's being dramatic. Oh, like, stop quitting. Stop quitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll be all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get, get it together. She'll be fine. She gets sad sometimes. She'll pull herself up. Like, that was, like, that was what she said. And... Of course, on the inside, it's just like, I can't even communicate to you what I'm going through, but you're harsh to me. Like, hold my hand. Like, right. It's not a motive. I just want to hug. I just want to hug, man. So, yeah, he's he's angry right now. And... <laughs> I remember last time that we we like text I said something like I'm not gonna be your illegitimate child to your deadbeat father you calling me on holidays and whatnot. I'm not gonna take this now you be responsible for this relationship that's was, what you said to him that's what I said to him and he said you know what I was just trying to get things right with you But that is so Ife for him to say. Right. So it's just like, well, all right, we'll see. That's 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 where we are with it. He's strong. Well, I know what's going on in his life. I talk to his father all the time. You, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not out there like a little dandelion spur. I know where he's at. I'm keeping track of him. He got a little chip. You know what I mean? So, he yeah, all right. Random, just seeing him at the woods. Right. People <laughs> see, but... like, so you talk to your mama? Right. Very, it's kind of like that. Is she a Virgo too? Kind of like that. Mom was April 19th. Oh, yeah. That's an Aries. Uh, <laughs> you did. It's your fault. <laughs> so, you. I have a very strange relationship with her. It's very strange. Like, I love her. Da, da, da. But above the bullcrap that went between, between her and my dad and how they both manipulated each other and how they both manipulated us, me and my sister, and made our relationship the way it was amongst, you know, separate entities and once themselves. I still gotta hold her accountable for the stuff that she do. I think that word accountability is like that's so real. And I think that in the way that we're talking about like letting our parents be human, 
How would you treat another human that you hold accountable that then attacks you back? You don't fuck with them. Exactly. So for me, I was just always with my mom like, yo, if you can't just say sorry. That's that's it. That's all that's it. That's it. Or whatever your expression is of I accept responsibility for that. And then take one deep breath so that we can go like this. And then we can move into the next part. If you immediately attack me, then I don't fuck with you. Exactly. It's a million trillion things I'd rather do. <laughs> because the one thing I can't get that order is, is that I know she's a manipulator. And yes. she still to this day wants this coddled baby boy. And... I'm way past that. That's not my relationship with her. Never has been that, that relationship with her. And now I'm sitting here. I just want to be a person to you. Just let with me be you. a person right. amongst with you. Have you said that to her? Yes. I've said, we've had a crazy argument. I mean, to the point where I literally said, okay, mom, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back in like 10 minutes. And I called her back. I said, we should never talk to each other like that again because mm. it was not cool. Mm. Like, you're my mom. I mean, we can disappoint. I mean, we can we can have disappointments. Or we can disagree. Mm. I said, but we cannot, we cannot have that kind of conversation. Up. And she right. agreed. But that still didn't take the fact away that she still does what she does. She's still who she is, who she is. So I take cool. her how she is. Right. Exactly. That's right. exactly. That's the part. Is our Just, dynamic of our relationship now. Because but you know, I know how to move with her, though. Exactly. You but know she knows how to move to... with me. Like, but you can I haven't talked to her in a while because I know she still be on her stuff sometimes. And I need to let her get settled into her, her little nook before <laughs> <Yeah. before laughs> I let her and try to go ahead yo. and go into it. Because I know I can only take that nook for a certain amount of time, a certain amount of space. Then I got to back back out of it again and let you figure out whatever your next nook is. Because... You're going to manipulate me to try to get involved or try to do or whatever for this particular juncture in your life. And I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, you told me you're a queen. Exactly. You're a right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, I get it. I get it. I, uh, what I realized after my mother passed was um, the reason why I stayed away from her is that she had the ability to disarm you and make you forget why why you were upset with her. And so then she she never has to apologize. We're just back into this whole mode of things and But that is the apology though. That's, right. I feel like that's the apology. It's, it's, it's just that's See, that's that makes people even more anxious because exactly. you don't right. know when is it going to happen again right happen again? right because it's just again? like I thought I, uh, every time I thought I one of our battles would start it would it would be like I thought we was good right. it was like she must have been you sitting on this good. for a minute you were good what has happened is that they haven't done the work that we're doing right now which is of discharging whatever the patterns are in their lives mm-hmm. so that they don't fall back into this shitty behavior. Mm-hmm. And you, because you're their child, and because whether they say it or not, they feel shame around who they are to you, mm-hmm. you are constant trigger. We are constant triggers for our parents. 
mm-hmm. fucked up patterns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But if they don't say the, oh, this is a problem that I need to own and I need to be in therapy. Because the other thing is, we have the luxury of being like, I'm in therapy. Right. Our parents definitely came from a time when you do not (laughs) well you don't handle it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily get handled my mom went there's no such thing there's no such thing as mental illness Uh, you go to church you you you, you, listen there's no there's no such thing as depressed you're not depressed you be all right because my dad but my dad is 78 years old and talking to my dad the last time I had an episode where I ended up being in the hospital um, because of a suicide attempt and talking to my dad made me realize that he didn't understand what I was going through and he never was going to understand and all he's in his head is you'll be alright you'll get over it you'll get through it you'll get past it and it's like, it's not always, you think it's about something or someone. It's not always about something or someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about how I see myself, how I view myself, how I view my life, how I view what I've done or not done to the perfection of myself. And how much times I look at myself and I say, you are a fuck up. You fuck up everything you touch. You fucked up your kids. You fuck up your relationships. You fuck up your house. You fuck up money. You fuck up everything. There ain't nothing you can fucking do right. Nothing. And my dad never realized that that's how I see myself sometimes. So at the end of the day, all he says is, you'll be all right. How am I going to be all right if I can't get myself to stop looking at myself like that? But like, maybe for him, that's just his coping mechanism. Because like, if he says... You'll be all right. That's maybe his his way of telling him. Like for soul, it's like if he thinks that you'll be okay because he, he knows that he that can't way. or he he can't help you. Like he can't. Like he mm-hmm. had to tell himself that you'll be okay because maybe he has nothing to offer you in that way. Yeah. True. Is there um, an affirmation that you now say to yourself as a tool so that? when you're feeling those ways and having that on repeat, is there an affirmation that you have that you say to yourself? Not really. All I just say is, one more day, I'm breathing, I'm here. Well, that's it. Can we, can we just, cause that's like a, that's a thing that I think we all can relate to is having these negative messaging on repeat in our heads. Cause we like, take a minute and say just like at least one affirmation that we can find for ourselves in this moment to know that we are valuable, we are deserving we are beautiful we are not our mistakes I still have, I still say the one that I um, that I that I said when I went into uh, rehab I am not alone. I am one. I am one with the universe. That was it. That's all. 
because being in rehab, like those, <laughs> those first like couple days was lonely as hell, <laughs> and I was mad at shit. <laughs> I was mad at shit, and my paranoia was just sky high. <laughs> um, so as soon as I like maybe two days being there. They told me that um, they had diagnosed me as bipolar and they wanted to put me on lithium. And I was not going on lithium, honey. I was not going to do it. It wasn't happening. And I had convinced myself that because I told them I was not going to take this medication that they were poisoning the food. They was like drugging my food. So I did not eat. I did not eat for 10 days, just water. And if I didn't pour it myself, I wouldn't drink it. Paranoia on sky high, do you hear me? Because when I walked in there, I walked in there with just a hospital gown and some footies. (laughs) So I'm already at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And because I grew up native Philadelphian, I go into every unknown situation like I'm in prison. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to size up people. What's, what's going on? Like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I'm, I'm sizing up situations. Oh, oh, this one's soft here. Mm-hmm, this one going to try me. Okay, we're going to have a... Like, it was always like that kind of... Every time I go into an unknown situation... And I perceive it that it may not be in my favor or hostile. This is true. That's where I'm at. Even if it, even if there's no indicator of it, because you definitely walked into the community bookstore doing the same thing, right? <laughs> sizing up kids. You got Who is sizing it? Sizing up books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's happening? I've seen it. I was like, oh, okay. Taught me a thing or two about doing that. Which um, is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always. 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 There are too many situations with your shoulders way too down. <laughs> way <laughs> relaxed. Way relaxed. You're just so relaxed. I can't do this fool. I try to tell people when they ask me where I've been, what I'm up to, are you in New York? I said, no. I'm from North Philly now. It's a thing. Yeah. It's time for the special guest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what was that racist? I'm sure it was racist thing that they said on Pee Wee Herman. Becca, Becca, hi, Becca, hi, hi, hi. Oh my Is it God. racist? Because it, it sounds racist to me. It's racist What is it? I don't even know, but I don't like it. Hey! Special like guest. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> My brother just arrived, and a lot of you are big fans of Blake Gildefish. You're about to see him in a flash. Oh, <laughs> Very rare. Very rare. When, can, can we do a time check? When do we eat? Because I'm fat. Um, oh, come so on. It's where, where, your blood sugar's low? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got a couple minutes. So I guess really. Did you, do you know who your friends are? We See, this is why. <laughs> this is why we were supposed to start at 10.30. This is exactly why we should have been here at 10.30. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're on live. I don't want to hug. It's fine. Oh, also, a, a special guest. Hey, uh, <laughs> 
We would get up, but we're podcasting. Oh, yes. Oh, I was going to wear my shirt today. I got a doctor who shirt as well. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, we're about to wrap up. You want to say hi to the people? That'd be great. Yeah, the people are right there. The people are right there. Right. Oh, we we are also. That's why. It's, yeah, it's simultaneous. Huh? Who says you can't be high and do two things at one time? Both high, rhythm and blues. Yes. Huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, your ankle really looks like a cankle. I don't like it. Really? Yeah. It does. Is that the most of them? It's very different. It's different. No, it's oh. that. Oh my goodness. Can you get out of my shot? Oh, yeah, the podcast, yeah. It started at 11.55. Did nobody read the flyers I sent out? Hold on, girl. Another 10 minutes. Maybe an hour or so? It has been an hour. Oh, no, no. Because everybody was late. You know what? It's great that we start... We start, we're like we're ending the way we started with the Fussing. bickering. <laughs> I mean, I'm hungry. Oh my gosh. That's how we like. Oh my gosh. Mom, you okay? I, I was just checking on you. Y'all right? I was just checking on you. Okay, I'm okay too. <laughs> no, okay. I just thought you like probably to shake somebody down in the future. Yes. You all right? I'm just checking. First, like, I'm just moist. Oh my God. Oh. You think he's, he's going to have a mellow voice? First of all, we all talk way He on the streets, though. He on the streets. And drag out every word. He's, he's on what street? Right, and Margaret and Broad. No streets, and then I will be like, no, Levi doesn't go out. Okay, so we all have the munchies now. So we're going to cut this podcast maybe like 10 minutes short. I mean, it's my birthday. I can do it. Go short. I mean, 37. Y'all got all the emotions. 37. Got everybody right now. Okay. Like in closing. So what? Like we. Oh, so this is happening every Sunday at uh, 420. Uh, I cannot PM. Constitution. It does. It does. It's better into my day. So, like, you know, what my constitution? Yes, it's my constitutional. Meanwhile, I might Facetime every once in a while to get in on the um, right. We may also do that. We are definitely going to figure out this little um, phone situation. I'm going to get a mic. So, um, yeah. So that everybody can be able thank to talk. you for tuning in, and um, yes, I believe you'll be able to call in 
next week. So Give them the call numbers. Exciting. You are tuned in to WEFI. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you for Thank you for tuning in to Blowing Therapy. It's been a fantastic time. Um, and I'll catch you later.